Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. So, yeah, thanks for tuning in. This is American Diesel Podcast. Uh, this is Ben and Tyler. You wouldn't know you. that from the <laughs> intro, but... <laughs> coming at you live from Spokane, Washington. Uh, make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you can listen to podcasts. You can find us on there by searching America's Diesel Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram and barely on TikTok, uh, searching America's Diesel Podcast. And keep in mind, this is a video. So if you yeah. want to try and get an illustration, you should probably watch us on YouTube. Uh, you can. We're on a Diesel Power Products YouTube channel. You can honestly just search America's Diesel Podcast on YouTube, and it'll it's, pop right up. It's super easy. Yeah. All diesel guys, what do they love? America, diesel, and they want to listen to a podcast. Put all those words together, and you'll find out our two freaking ugly mugs yeah. in front of a camera, or you'll just listen to our soothing voices talking about diesel trucks. Just peanut butter jam, peanut butter jam, diesel pickups. CP3s. Oh, baby. If you have questions on any specific <laughs> episode or comments, YouTube is the best place to leave them. Uh, I'm checking those just about daily and responding to them all the time. Uh, if you have any questions pertaining to, like, you want to get a question answered or something like that, you can always shoot us an email as well. We do have episodes every now and then where we just have a whole bunch of questions that we go through and answer, some in detail, some in not so much detail. Uh, and it can be a diesel-related, even partially diesel-related. Yeah. Honestly, I just like hearing from you guys. Yeah. I mean, I know, I got a couple of questions that guys have sent in, and uh, what's cool is they've sent in questions that said, like, no rush, like, because mm -hmm. uh, they know we're trying to answer, answer questions on the podcast. There was actually someone who sent a video clip in trying to listen to a sound on a truck, which I want to uh -huh. just let you know. We, we're going to address you. Don't worry. Don't yeah. worry. If you haven't already figured it out, we'll see if we can guess it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, on any of the platforms that Ben mentioned earlier – as long as you, if it, it gives you the ability to leave a review, leave a five-star review, screenshot that, send that to Tyler at dieselpowerproducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and an address. Send a super sick sticker to it. Looks just like Ben's t-shirt cup and our background, which we're still waiting on a name for our glorious, glorious We've bald got some, eagle. I've gotten some good. Ones. You got some. You got yeah. some fire. I've All got right. one that already struck a chord in my heart, so I'm gonna be. It's gonna be hard one to say <laughs> okay. no to that one. But we got All some right, good ones. All right, but keep it going. What are we sending him a t-shirt? We're gonna get you. I, Maybe I a hate, whole swag pack. Let's yeah, do a whole swag, swag pack. Let's up the ante yeah. a little bit here. We're gonna do a whole swag pack. It's gonna include a sticker, a cup, and a T-shirt. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a hat around that we can send you to. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. What, we'll see what we find when it comes that time. When are we deciding the thirty-first? Yeah, so uh, May thirty-first is when we're gonna stop taking entries. Uh, feel free to be as descriptive or have a backstory on the name as yeah. you want. I like that kind of stuff. It gets me going. And uh, I think I said we're gonna. Uh, pick a winner on I think on the the episode for June 9th or June second. Yeah, the, or something next, like the that. following episode after the thirty first. Yeah, so thirty first. The next. It's kind one. of like a, a contest that we've kind of just developed while doing the podcast. So there's not yeah. a lot of people that know about it. So you got good chances 
because uh, you have to be a listener to know that we're looking for a name. Yeah. Which I hope that's actually the chances are actually slim to none for you because I hope we have a billion listeners. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you don't win because we have so many listeners, but at the same time, let's be real. Yeah. I mean, we're we're big, we're good, but we're like, there's bigger things we're, out there. We understand. We're growing. That. We're growing. Okay. okay? <laughs> we're, we're we're growing. We keep growing. We're going in the right direction. That's yeah, all buddy. that matters. All right. So what are we talking about this this time? What are we talking so about? So this episode, I think, is going to be a good one for everybody. And if this is your first episode, or it's you're in the in the market for buying a diesel truck, um, we've done other episodes on like people going to look at certain trucks and like that. But this one is more like a a good general understanding of the top 10 things to look for when buying a used diesel truck. Ben, Tyler, how jacked are you to have BD sponsoring the podcast? Like normally I'm here. Yeah. I'm like way up here right yeah. now. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. We've, uh, we're really excited to have one of our, our favorite manufacturers, you know, jumping on board with us in the podcast. Yeah. I mean, I've been, uh, you know, working for diesel power products for what, 12 years now. And, BD has been there the entire time. I mean, they're they're killing it. They're, they've got their hands in every aspect of your truck as far as, you know, suspension components, diff covers, transmissions, fuel system parts, exhaust brakes, uh, electronics, the throttle sensitivity boosters. They're, they're, they're just, they're excellent. Yeah, they're, they're making really high quality products and their customer support is fantastic. The instructions, all the pictures, everything's got a part number on my side of the counter. That gets yeah. me going. Gives me the warm and fuzzies. For sure. And how about, I mean, they're a company that is constantly innovating. Uh, I mean, just look at their their, their newest product they released uh, for the, uh, well, I consider the fifth gen Cummins now. Mm -hmm. Is that what they call them now? The I fifth guess, gen yeah. Cummins. So your 19 plus uh, uh, Cummins uh, CP3 conversion kit. Awesome, awesome kit. Requires no tuning, completely bolt in. You can get that troublesome CP4 off your truck, get a CP3 on there and just drive the heck out of it and not have to worry about it. And don't worry about you guys in California. They're working on a lot of carb compliant parts too. Absolutely. BD. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. And this could pertain to a, a private seller, a dealer. Anybody. Um, anybody. And I managed to fit it all on one piece of paper. That's amazing. That's honestly. hard for me to do because I when I start writing and these fingers get tapping, ooh, it's hard to stop. <laughs> it's hard. The words key and the creativity starts coming out, especially when it's something I'm passionate about. And it just like my Dana 60 install, my notes, I didn't even do all of them. They're four pages long. <laughs> yeah. I stopped in the middle because like, I'm not going to read all of this. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so we've got, yeah, top 10 things to look for or just tips, things to think about when you're buying a diesel pickup. Yeah. Um, in no particular order. Uh, for number one, I have cold start. Yeah. Uh, basically, I, I like whenever I want to go see a diesel pickup. You want to make sure it's cold. I want to make sure it's cold. Sure. And what that may mean to you is if you're going to a dealership and you need to make an appointment, that means you can't ask for an appointment at 1 p.m. and ask for it to be cold. Because people are going to come look at it. Yeah. You need to make the time and be the guy that gets their first thing in the morning. Not only get their first thing in the morning, make the appointment first first thing in the morning and be there early. Camp out next to the truck like we did the excursion. Yeah. Like seriously, get there early and stand next to the truck. Yep. And let's say you end up seeing them later in the day and they say it's cold. If you need to know for sure, take your hand, put it on the exhaust manifold, put it on the housing of the turbo. Uh, don't put your, Don't put the front of your hand. You know, you know what they teach you in school? Do you ever have that? Uh, um, we had like in elementary school. The we electric had the, thing. No, we no. had the we had like a trailer that was like a mock house mm -hmm. that would come in and they would like smoke it out mm -hmm. and they would tell you like how how do you get out? You put oh. your back of your hand like it's it was yeah, actually yeah, you're kind of to, yeah. You put your back of your hand. Don't burn the front of your hand. Well, the same thing like <laughs> like uh, when you're trying to figure out if something has if it's uh, electrically uh, yeah. electrically charged, you don't put your hand on it because it'll cause your muscle to contract and yeah. just, gonna, just <laughs> gonna hang on to it yeah yeah so yes i know you're not supposed to grab the freaking manifold thanks tyler yeah gosh well but, you were vague i know <laughs> but you should essentially be able to like it, even if it's warm you should be able to basically have your hand and hold it on there for however long you want yeah it should you know it should be less than 100 degrees let's put it that way uh, yeah absolutely um and that also means if you are buying it from a private party, that means you're more than likely driving to their place because yeah. they can't give you a cold start if they drive it to you. Yeah. Straight up. Um, also, for other things that, like, if you just can't get that done, if they won't meet, like, if it's one of those things where it's just not going to happen, ask them for a video. You know, everybody has a camera phone. Yeah, can you do Take a, a video. Start? Can you just, like, take your hand, go touch the, you know, exhaust stuff, prove to me that's cold, and go in and start the truck. Yeah. That's really all I want to see. Like the, yeah. just that basic stuff. Yeah, and that's especially important with 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 diesels because we know that you know 
things can change as far as especially like we'll take a Cummins for instance I mean with uh, temperature can affect electronics and it can it, it can affect fuel flow um, obviously because I mean the colder it is the slower that fuel is gonna move because it mm-hmm. thickens up a little bit um, so if any little issues that are that are maybe starting to happen um, are, are going on you're gonna you're gonna kind of know about it going into it mm-hmm. and it's it's not anything that I would say is going to be like a, a deal breaker, it, especially with buying a used truck. You got to expect, um, you know, something, yeah. you know, I would always come into it expecting something because I mean the, 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 especially, you know, as time goes on, these trucks are getting more and more modified, mm-hmm. you know, people are replacing things or trying to fix something or, uh, you know, it's just something you just want to, again, it's not a deal breaker, but it's something you want to know about. So it's not a surprise when you, you know, <clears throat> take it home that night and then start it up try to start it up the next morning and you got this like issue that it's not firing up that you didn't know about then it's like mm-hmm. then your then your wife's mad at you and you you know you want to go dig yourself a, your own grave yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. during that warm-up period that's also a great time to start just looking at things under the hood you know bring your mirror with a stick bring your, a flashlight your flashlight a friend yeah it's a great time to start investigating things. Yeah, and it, it, did you have bring a friend on there as like another? Um, are we gonna talk about that more. I didn't no? say on all of them bring a friend, okay. but a lot of them mentioned bring a friend. Well, in, in any of these, bringing a friend that is not going to be financially tied to this mm-hmm. unit uh, is a good idea because yeah. they'll give you a whole other perspective. They're like when when I went with you to look at that excursion. My standards, I think, are were way higher than yours, mm-hmm. as far as because you knew it, you're going into it. This is a you know somewhat higher mileage truck, um, probably going to have to fix something. I mean, you said that, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so w- when you bring a friend, they're 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 going to look at it as a perspective of well, you know, they're not going to be fin- financially tied to this thing, so they're going to point out everything. Yeah, especially if they know what they're looking at, and that's always a good thing. It's not. I think some people think it's like you're I'm trying to word this correctly, but mm-hmm. like when we looked at that truck, like I wasn't trying to like, I think I even said that to you. Like, dude, I'm not trying to like talk this thing like super down, but this, yeah. this, 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 and this is what I noticed. Well, exactly. It, it's true. When you're the you one get the blinders it, on exactly. when you're buying, I mean, it's like, I, well, oh, this is so cool. It's like, it's everything yeah. I was looking for. It's like, well, dude, hold, hold up, hold up. Exactly. Let's put everything in perspective. Let's, you know, it, it, so a friend is oh, with any of these recommendations that were given, uh, a friend is always a good idea. Exactly. Um, let's see here. Uh, next thing number two check engine light yeah uh, if this thing has a check engine light um, first off if you're looking at a used vehicle I don't care if it's at a dealership or not if you have a scanner just bring it like a little pocket handheld scanner you're listening to being yeah. a laptop or anything like that but if it has a check engine light be prepared to scan it on your own don't take whoever's selling its word on what code that is yeah I'm not don't. saying the code is always going to tell you what's wrong but if they say oh it's just a, an intake air temp sensor code or something like that and you get it back and it's like transmission yeah like, well that's that's an issue <laughs> yeah well that's the thing with codes that you know the average person maybe doesn't fully understand is a code could could mean it's the part that they're talking about in the code but it also could be something else that's affecting another aspect of the truck that's causing it to throw that code where mm-hmm. that particular part is not even bad um so it if you can read the codes and 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 get the codes and look them up yourself look at all the I mean, because there's there's a there's a ton of codes out there that when you go you go to look them up online, and there'll be like thirty different things that could be causing yeah. that code. Um, so do do your research, especially if it has a check engine light already. I mean, I would say that's pretty rare that it had. Did you did that excursion have a check engine light? Oh no, it didn't. No, see, it's and a, what did we find? It, it had it, like it a misfire. Terribly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, it's not always going to have a check engine light, and I'll be. I mean be honest with you most dealers are going to do whatever they can to get rid of a check engine light before someone drives it because obviously they're trying to get the most money for it and Mm -hmm. you always got to keep that too that mentality in your head that these dealers especially dealers well i mean private sale too i mean you know there's i've seen i've seen both uh you know both both ways with this i've seen private dealers that are super forthcoming with things like Mm -hmm. listen here's what's going on with it it's got this 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 and this i just don't want to fix it blah 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 that cool okay at least you're honest with me but there's also guys that try to hide things yeah. and it's it, it it shouldn't be any surprise to anybody 
I mean, everybody's trying again. Everybody's trying to get the most they can out of a used vehicle. Mm-hmm. So, um, but dealers, especially, I mean, especially salespeople, I, I can't tell you how many used cars we looked at in a week for my wife, mm-hmm. and it's amazing of the bullshit that they will push. Like, oh, I got just got this thing in on trade, super, super clean, cl- super clean. And you go and look at it, and there's a freaking hole in the seat the size of a freaking softball. Like, really? This is clean? This is your clean? If this is your clean, then we're done here. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. So don't take anything a salesman says to heart. Mm -hmm. Remember, most of the time, and I'm not trying to bash salesmen. There are really good ones out there that will be 100% honest with you. And Mm -hmm. I experienced that that last week. There's super honest salesmen. That you will run into that, like, listen, like I had a guy, we had a guy, we were looking at a rig for Cass and he was like, listen, here's the keys. Drive the shit out of it. Just yeah. d- like find out if there's anything going on. Like, it's, you know, and, and that's cool. That's what you want to look for. But the maj- majority of them are, are, again, they're, they're trying to make a buck. Mm-hmm. They work off commission. They want to sell you a rig. Don't listen to them. <laughs> Just yeah. don't listen to them. Listen to your heart. Listen to, listen to, listen your, heart. to your heart. <laughs> Um, and if you don't know anything about check engine lights or whatnot, or you don't have a scanner, bring a friend that does. Yeah. Almost all of us were bring a friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number three, this nice. one I have just titled emissions. Okay. And basically what I'm going to get at with this is, is the truck deleted? Okay. You have the big bad D word, right? There are still people selling deleted trucks. There are some dealerships still selling deleted trucks. Yes. I'm not here to comment on what's legal and what's not legal. Okay, this is basically just trying to get you in the know. All yeah. right. So general rule of thumb, if it's a 2007 and a half or newer, I'm going to go into that in a minute here, it had emissions from the factory, which means it had a DPF, it had an EGR, it had them from the factory. Don't let anyone tell you, oh, this one's special, it didn't come with them. Yeah. Oh, no, the early, the early 07 and a halfs didn't have them. Or, oh, the, the 3500s, they didn't have them. We're going to make it super simple for you guys, okay? If it's a 6.7 Cummins, it had emissions. Fact. If it's a 6.4 Power Stroke, it had emissions. Fact. Or 6.7, basically. 6.4 or newer. If it was a... New was body it? style Chevy, like the, yeah. the when they went ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so the that would be considered <laughs> the... If it's an LMM, and you can tell it's from when they went from the cat eye... Yep. To just basically a more modern looking truck. So if, if you it, don't know what that is, just look at like a 2001 GM and then look at a 2010 GM and you'll see what we're talking about. Uh, I would well, say like more like 05. Well, yeah, but body style like an yes. 01, that's that that same they kind of kept that same fender look, the yeah. same like side profile mm-hmm. all the way up to 07. Yeah. 07 and a half, there's a major change. Yeah, major change. Major yes, change. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so just just keep that in mind. Those trucks all came equipped with that. Um, that's something that I battled with when I was looking at trucks before I got my the brand new one, um, because I was looking at used trucks and I was I was I was, I was kind of adamant on getting a used truck because I wanted to save money. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that the biggest obstacle I was I was kind of dealing with inside was I with used trucks. Here, here's what happens. Mm-hmm. Someone does all this work to this truck, and it may be great work. It may be great parts. Everything may be perfect on it, um, but then they go to trade it in, and guess what? They take the tuner. They take all the, they take all the stuff that they think is worth money, mm-hmm. and they keep it. And then they trade the truck in, and now they go to sell that truck, and you don't have a tuner. You, you have no idea whose tunes are on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that... And, I'm just going to stop with tunes because that is like the biggest thing because anybody can, I can go buy EFI live tuning software. Um, I'm not saying I can actually like tune the truck, (laughs) but, (laughs) but like anybody can buy it and tune a truck to get rid of that stuff. And then you don't have any support. You don't have any Mm -hmm. insight on how it was tuned or anything like that. Like you don't know if it's, if the tune that's in it is even good for the truck. So Mm -hmm. that was the biggest hurdle that I, I, I had, and I talked to you about that too. Like I, I just have a hard time with that. Like yeah. if I'm going to buy a used truck, I want to find that no offense to grandpa's out there, but I want to find a grandpa truck that someone just took really good care of, mm-hmm. kind of just kept it stock, used it as a, as a tow vehicle for their fifth wheel or their travel trailer, and then traded it in cause they wanted the newer model. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I was looking for. But those are pretty hard to find nowadays. 
uh, just because the the whole you know the the, the delete thing was huge. I mean, mm-hmm. for years and years and years. So. It, that's something that would always kind of be in the back of my head. And it's something that always kind of was a stress factor. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, th- there's used trucks out there that you can get that have, you know, modifications done to them that they've kept all the stuff. That's good. That's yeah. good. That would, a- that would at least give you a little bit more uh, peace of mind when buying. But, you know, me personally, I'm, I'm the, you know, I, I like to start from a fresh slate. I know that's hard to find on, on used trucks now, mm-hmm. but it's, it's something that, uh, you, just keep in the back of your mind. If there's no tuning, there's no nothing, you know, just, just be aware, I guess. Yeah. It's, uh, on the earlier trucks. Yeah. Some of them had cats and stuff like that. I'm not saying it's legal to remove those or anything like that, but not so much of an issue as far as like when they had or EGRs like a six O and DPS yeah, and SCRs stuff. and stuff like that. Yeah, this is this is mainly pertaining to 07 and newer trucks. So. Yeah, um, so just just be cognizant of that. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. If it if it had emissions from the factory, it's supposed to have them there now. Now we've always talked about this as like a bargaining chip when mm-hmm. you're buying a used truck. I don't. I've never done it because I never looked at one, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like. What would happen if you like? Do you know what we should do? We should go to you a dealership. Secret shopper. It. Yeah. yeah. And just be like, listen, man. All you guys took the emissions off this truck. It actually isn't federally legal to ride on the drive on the street. Like, I'd be willing to buy it if you put all the stuff back on it and mm-hmm. return it to stock. Like, can you do that? <laughs> Most so, of them probably won't. <laughs> so I, the way I see a dealership taking that one of two ways. One, they. They probably just don't care because they've had enough calls on it to where they know they're going to sell it anyways. The only way that ever happens is if they have this huge string of people that are well-informed like yourself and just no one wants it because it is in fact deleted. Yeah. And you happen to be like, look, I'll buy the truck, but you got to do this for it. Yeah. But up until that point, I mean, they're not going to do it. Yeah. No. I mean, just, yeah, I don't know. It's just be, be cognizant of that and be careful, buy at your own risk, all that kind of stuff. If, you know, if it seems like a good deal, it probably is too, yeah. too good of a deal. You know what I mean? Right. Next thing, number four, interior. Yeah. I kept this one short. I just said, press all the buttons. Again, bring a friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. Look at the seats. Look at uh, look at under the seats. Look mm-hmm. at, uh, I mean, the buttons. Make sure that... <laughs> <laughs> the buttons make sure that, you know make sure they're not me personally i don't like buttons wore off you guys know this i've mentioned this a thousand times it's a huge pet peeve of mine i don't like worn buttons right you know if i'm gonna wear them i'm gonna wear them myself but i've never mm. worn out any buttons so i don't know how y'all are doing it with your acid fingers out there <laughs> and the, the the reason i mentioned uh, bringing a friend for that thing you don't have to have a super you know car savvy friend um, and just literally tell them like, when we get in the car, your job is to press all of the buttons. Yeah. I, I like, cause I'm going to be more, I'm more worried about the engine. I'm more worried engine about the transmission. Train, I'm more yeah. worried about the drivetrain. I will totally glance over the fact that like the whole right side of the vehicle's buttons don't work. Yeah. It will totally, pff, I won't even realize well, it until yeah. I get home. I mean, especially if you're driving it and whatnot, you're like, Oh, everything works from here. Yeah. <laughs> everything looks good. But it's, I mean. Honestly, for me, going to buy a used vehicle, I think a three-man crew is is the best. Like yeah. when you and me went to look at the excursion, yeah, and with with Brian, and it's like, okay, I'm the driver, you know, I'm the one, I'm listening, yeah, I'm, I'm in feeling. the back seat, I'm like Ben, floor it. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler's over there egging me on. Brian's in the front seat with a scan tool. They're all looking at different things, and like, and when we get in there, you know, Brian's got the scan tool. I'm like, okay, Brian, you tell me what's going on with that, and I'm like that. Tyler, press all the buttons and listen for what else goes going on. Yeah, you know, and it's you've got your kind of like your brain trust. You you got your guys there. They're like, yeah, okay. Well, like, again, you're bringing people that aren't going to be financially invested in this, so it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you everything. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you everything that I see because I'm looking out for your well-being, mm-hmm. and that's that's the whole. But don't bring your like your your asshole friend that's not gonna look out for you. Yeah, the, <laughs> do the only, it, do yeah, it. If he's your only option, then he's the button guy. Like, yeah. dude, just press all the buttons. That's all I need you to yeah, do. Yeah, make sure. I just, make I just sure need shit you, works. Yeah, I just need you to shut up and press the buttons. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number five, undercarriage. Okay, Kay. underneath the truck. This is where we're. Uh, this is includes suspension. Here is the hard part. We fully understand that not everybody is as in tune with suspension as maybe we are or someone sure. that knows suspension. And it can be daunting. You get underneath the truck, it's like, there's bars going all over the place, there's an axle, there's this, yeah. that. I just I don't know what's what. I highly recommend if you're if this is a private sale, you know, and again, bring your friend. Bring a friend who understands suspension. If they don't 
necessarily understand your suspension, at least if they know about suspension, yeah. the, the glaring things they'll be able to see. And yeah. if you're really just not sure and you know you're going to go look at this truck and you never bought one of these trucks before, get on the old YouTubes, start Googling, like, you know, 2012 Ram leveling kit. Not because they necessarily want to do leveling kit, because you want to see install videos of people doing it. You just look at stuff. Yeah. And people, oh, that's okay, that's a track bar. Okay, that's this. Okay. It's supposed to look like that. Or, and then that way you at least have a mental picture of what it's supposed to look like stock. And then you get underneath the truck and you're like, that's not stock. Yeah. That's different. Different may not necessarily be bad, but at least you know, like, hey, I can see that, you know, this bracket was it was ground off and welded back on. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah. I mean, just knowing that is enough. Yeah, a basic understanding of the suspension would go a long ways. And I'll give you a little, a couple of pro tips here. Um, it, with suspension and drivetrain stuff, like I'm going to use a Ram as an example. Um Look at the U-joints. Is there rust? Does it look like there's rust dust coming out of the, the where the caps go on the U-joints mm-hmm. in the front axle? If that's a yes, those, those are dry and they've rusted and now it's they're they're trying to the dust is trying to escape <laughs> out of the out of the joint because there's too much rust in there. Mm-hmm. Look at the tie rods. Are there boots? Are there are there boots that are torn? Um, did you feel any clunk when you were steering it? If you did, have your buddy hop in. Fire it up, turn the wheel back and forth, and start grabbing things and see if you feel a clunk. Rust is going to be the, the the rust though is going to be a, a a key thing that you're going to look for, especially like ball joints, um, because that just tells you that it hasn't been greased and now they've internally mm-hmm. rusted. And it's when you run it, that rust has to go somewhere because it's I mean it's a wearable joint, so it's going to come off and it's going to escape from from the joint. So just look at that stuff. See if there if there's and just rust in general on the truck. Is the truck completely rusty underneath? You know, was it especially with you know we've had hurricanes, especially down in uh, like te- what was it Texas, Louisiana, Texas, it Louisiana and Texas, where there's like tons of trucks that are underwater. That I remember like joking with people like, oh, there's about to be a lot of used trucks that are going to go for sale all across the country and they're going to mm-hmm. be rusty. Just look at that stuff. If you see if something is like. Because, like I said, we'd, we've looked at a ton of used cars lately, and there's some that are, like, way rustier than others. You're just yeah. like, why is this so rusty? Yeah, where did this come from? Yeah, why? why? Like, so just keep that in mind. If it's super rusty, I mean, like, to me, that's kind of like a um, something that either tells me that the truck has been sitting for a long time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, or this truck has been in an environment that is 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 causing it to be rusty, and there's probably – Anytime there's a ton of rust like that, there's probably going to be issues that are going to come up. And here, here's the secondary problem that's going to come along with that. When you go to replace those parts, you're going to run into rusty bolts. You're going to run into parts that don't want to move, parts that don't want to come off, and you're going to end up replacing more than what you anticipated um, in the beginning. So just just be cognizant of that. Look at the rust. Uh, I'm not saying – I mean, used trucks are going to have some rust. I mean, it's going to happen. I mean, metal – that's what happens with metal, unfortunately. <laughs> but – uh, just, just, just look at the stuff. Look at everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's if it's super, super rusty, I would definitely second guess because you don't want to deal with that. You don't want to deal with rusty bolts anytime you get like a new accessory. You get a lift kit on this sweet new truck that you got because everything else is perfect on it, and you go to put this lift kit on, and then your your installer or you are spending four more hours trying to get something taken care of and buying you know six new parts because things are rusty and you got to replace those. It's just going to add more costs down the road. Be patient. Save your money. Mm-hmm. Wait another. Here's the thing with looking at cars. Here's what always happens. You find the truck that you like. It's perfect, right? You go and buy it. You look at trucks the next day. You'll find a better deal. Guaranteed. Always guaranteed. So always have that mentality. If you don't get this one, there could be another one tomorrow that's 10 times nicer. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know that's hard to do, especially with... You know, some people that are, uh, you know, on a time crunch and want to make sure that, you know, I need a rig. I need a rig now. Be patient. If you, I mean, do whatever you can to be patient because, again, you're going to find another rig. There's always trucks being posted. There's going to be another one. I promise you, every Mm -hmm. single time, it never fails. That's why I told, like, we just got my wife a car and I told her, don't look at anything. Do not look at anything because you're going to find something that you're like, oh, we missed out. We should have waited a week. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just know that. Yeah. Uh, the to close that portion out, 
and this is a good kind of I may be trying to connect too many dots here, but this is follow me. Okay. So if you see a posting for a truck and they say like no expense spared, you know, this truck has all high quality parts on it and they list what kind of lift is on the truck. That is a really good indication of actually how much high quality parts are on the truck. And what I mean by that is it's probably going to be mostly like dealerships that do this, but it's like, if you don't know the brand of the lift, Google it. This is, you know, no expense spared, high quality lift. And you find out it's like a rough country. Yeah. Nothing against rough country. You you fill a place in the market, guys. I get that. But there there are better options out there. Yeah. Or if it's like a you know, a whole bunch of other kits mashed together to make yeah. it that thing. Even if, if they don't have them in the listing, if you get another truck and you start seeing different brand names, just start Googling like um, you know, car and this is on the opposite side of it, Carly, two thousand twelve Dodge excuse me, Dodge Ram, and you start finding out like, oh man, that track bar is four hundred and thirty five dollars. And then you just you start seeing other track bars and like oh, the other track bar is like two hundred bucks. That's four thirty five. That must be a good track bar. Yeah. You can make that assumption at that point. Yeah. Um but being quick, we all have the internet in our pocket now to be able to do that. Yeah. Um okay. Next thing, number six. The listing. This is where it gets interesting. Yeah. And check, recheck, verify, then recheck. Yeah. It's very quick, very – I've done it myself. I know you've done it too. You see the list and you glance over a whole bunch of stuff and then you totally miss a very important part before you even get there. Yeah. Um, case in point, this is like you see this great deal on this like brand new F350. It's in your price range and like that. And you find out and you get there and all of a sudden it's a gas. Yeah. And you're like, how in the F did I miss there's a freaking gas truck? Yeah. It, it happens. Oh, it yeah. happens, 100%. Um, and, and the other thing there too is like, you know, is it actually a, a 3500? Yeah. You know, people t- people rebatch things. Oh, yeah. There's a fantastic website called decodethis.com. Yeah. And it's free. Just like it sounds, decodethis.com. You can put a VIN number in there, it'll tell you what it is. It's not going to give like a whole car fax, it's not going to be this thing, but it'll tell you like Dodge Ram 2500, 2012, 4x4. Yeah. You know, LT or whatever the hell they use. Like, it'll give you like a good kind of like really, really basic what is 4x4, door, four door, short bed, yeah. something like that. And you you'll be amazed, like if, especially in these older trucks, as they get you know badged or suspension changes around. It's like, is this a, a Dodge Ram thirty five hundred? Yeah. Or is it actually a twenty five hundred that person put badges on? Yeah. You never know. Double check. Absolutely. Uh, same thing. If someone says, you know, oh, it, it's on thirty sevens. Yeah, it's been regeared. Uh huh. Oh really? Oh really? <laughs> well, find out. Yeah. You know, like, like look at it. If, if if you are driving a truck that's supposed to, it's been re-geared and has bigger tires and has no balls down low, guess what? Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Don't let them tell you otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not sure, you know, br- bring a bring a floor jack, man, or get someone to you know bring a a, a, a crayon, you know, the, the, the tire crayon. Yeah. And mark the drive shaft, mark the tire, and you know, count the revolutions. Yeah. Figures, you know, you got to be able to be on the ball because you're about to spend money on this thing. Yeah. Be smart. Absolutely. Okay. Sorry. Number seven. Number seven. Yeah. Number seven. The test drive. The test drive. The friggin' test drive. Um, Rally it. <laughs> drive it like you own it, man. And I don't mean like mash over curbs because that's how you drive all the time. If that's what you do, that's your prerogative, whatever. But if it if the listing says that this truck, you know, I drive this truck cross country in a heartbeat, it should be ready to rip. Yeah. Drive it like it is. Well, when I say rally it, here's here's the thing: because most people, when they drive a truck, they're they're driving it nice. You know, it's not mine. I'm going to drive it nice. And no, put it through the shift patterns. Drive it, drive it nice by all means, but also drive it a little hard and make sure that that trans, because that's what we ran into with that excursion. As soon as you really laid into that throttle, that, that shift, what was it? Like a, a, a two, three shift. I think it was a two, three shift or a three, four. I thought it was a one, two shift. I think it was two, three, two, three. Yeah. It was okay. it, uh, knocked super hard. Like, like literally felt like the bumper or like the axle was coming out. Yeah, I thought, I thought the T case fell out the truck. Yeah, it was crazy, crazy hard, and we could recreate it um, every time we got on the throttle. But you you want to know? I mean, you, th- this would be the worst feeling I think to me. Like you drive a truck, it's like oh, it's you know I drove it nice, everything mm-hmm. looks fine, everything's fine. Then as soon as you get it and you jump on it, and there's this giant like freaking smack in a gear. Like that, you're gonna feel like, oh man, I just got, I just got worked over by this dealer because mm-hmm. this transmission, something's going on with it. Yeah, take it, go. 
light throttle, mid throttle, heavy throttle. It's here's the thing. It ain't yours right now. Yeah. You're driving it. You need to put it through its paces and make sure that this thing's going to work for you. If there's any sort of issue that's good, especially drivetrain wise, it's going to show up when you're freaking heavy footing it mm-hmm. and you're going to find out about it and you're going to know about it. Yeah. Uh, that being said, yeah, don't be afraid to pin it. Yeah. You know, like obviously drive responsibly, you know, but don't be afraid, like get it through a couple of hard shifts. I know it's not how you may drive all the time, but like you don't want to find out, like you mentioned before. You want to know it's not slipping. You don't want to find out the first time you pin it that something's wrong after you're walking away and just signed a big old check. Right. Or if it's a, you know, a truck you're planning on towing with and you put it behind a trailer and that extra load is putting Mm -hmm. enough load to to where it's going to do whatever issue it's having. You don't want to find out about that when you're towing. Yeah. Like that would be, uh, that would be devastating to me. (laughs) That would be... Oh my gosh, that might suck. Not not to not to mention the look that my wife would give me. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Really? Like, oh man, we're gonna have to put a transmission in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> in, uh, in the test drive, you know, also steering. Look at the steering. Go, um, kind of, you know, go up like drive uh, not driveways, but like entrances to like a business mm-hmm. that has kind of like an off camber sort of. A turn for it because that's going to really work the suspension any clunks that you're going to find is going to happen then mm-hmm. so so go through go through that and again get it up to highway speed make sure that you know the the, the um you don't have some sort of you know noise coming on or you don't have any sort of uh vibration that's happening under speed just just ch- run the whole gamut dude everything from low speed to high speed sh- small turns to big turns mm-hmm. Um, going uphill, downhill. I mean, all that stuff, yeah. all that stuff. And here's a, here's a good thing too. Here's what you do with a used truck is when you, when, you know, like when every used vehicle that I drove in the past week, um, you know, the, the owner wasn't with us when we were test driving it. Mm-hmm. So, and I know this can be kind of awkward for some people when they're like trying to really look at a truck in front of someone. Like that's kind of, sometimes it's awkward. I mean, it's awkward for me too. When I'm looking at something and they're right there looking at me, looking at it, go take it for a test drive, find a parking lot and look at it the way that you want to look at it. Not in front of them. Yeah. That way you don't have that pressure of someone looking at you. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. You don't have that extra input coming into your decision-making. You want to make the best decision for yourself. You're not trying to make the best decision for the people selling it. You're making the best decision for yourself. So that's what we did with the with the the pilot. We just got my, my wife. We we took it out and I'm like, hey, park right here and we're gonna really look over it mm-hmm. without anybody watching us. And that yeah. it gives you a little bit more confidence on looking at things, you know, because it, it it's just one of those things. Just just do just do it that way. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and, and put put it through some situations like the the thing I have on here is you, you want to be able to feel if it like binds or clunks or like that. If don't be afraid to try and recreate like stop and go traffic. Just get that going. You know, don't be afraid to, you know, crank the wheel all the way and try and do a three point turn both ways. Yeah. Even off camber, off a curb or yeah. something like that. You know, it's don't be afraid to below 20 miles an hour, mash the brakes. Like yeah. that thing should damn near lock up and throw you through the dashboard. Like yeah. you should be able to, that thing should stop. Yeah. So just, you know, don't be afraid to like, I don't want to say like hunt down that kind of stuff, but like you, you need but to, you want to hunt you it down. Shake down, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you want to hunt it down. You want to, yeah. you want to, I mean, that's again, it's your money that you're going to be paying for this vehicle and you're not going into it with, I mean, unless that's your plan from the beginning, but you're not going to go into it thinking that, Oh, I need to fix this, 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 and like I have, you know, you're, you're, you're buying a vehicle thinking everything is good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so just yeah, shake it down, man. Shake it down. At, at the very least, it doesn't hurt to do one of these. Like while you're driving, up, I don't know, 10, 15 miles an hour, just crank the wheel back and forth. Get yeah. that thing moving. Get that girl dancing. Yeah. This next part, and this is where you have you know the most recent experience with yeah. this, but I have the deal. The art of the deal. Oh. Right? <laughs> so and, and I have like kind of two categories with this. There's private sale. And dealership, because that's two very different mentalities, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, private sale, just, I don't know, be, be smart. Make sure that you know what you want with your budget. And yeah. budget-wise, no matter what, make sure that you have enough left over or that you have worked some in there to do those little things that you always forget about. The steering wheel cover, the air fresheners, new yeah. wipers, you know, fresh don't, oil yeah. change, wiper fluid or something like that, floor mats. Don't just don't forget about that part, but you know, make sure that you are you know 
the other extras too, like if this thing is not registered, you're going to have to pay for that. Yeah. If it hasn't registered for a long time, you may get hit with those fees. You know, th- well, that, you're going to have to register it re- regardless. I guess I mean uh, like tabs. Yeah. Like if it doesn't have current tabs or current plates on there, you may get boned on that. Yeah. Uh, and that, that is honestly a selling point for a car. You know, yeah. if, if you have current registration on it, that is a good thing. Yeah. Um, if that's a bargaining chip in your hand, if you if the car does not have register registration on it, if they don't actually have the title. Yeah. You know, little things that you just don't think about. Like tracking down a title can take time and it takes money. Same yeah. with registration. It's a, spend the 40 bucks and get a Carfax. Yeah. Okay. It, it may not tell you like super specifics on things, but it'll, it'll tell you enough to make a good decision on something. It'll tell you the the, at least the 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 um, like the title transfers of in all that and mm-hmm. where the title is and that sort of thing. You're gonna find out with that. And here's the thing too, this is what I've noticed, <laughs> um, especially nowadays. Dealers are gonna be very very firm on their price. Okay, mm-hmm. they're gonna be firm. So if someone's asking, I'm just going to use this as an example. I know for like three quarter ton trucks, that's probably not a good example. Let's say they're asking 10 grand for this 2020 F-150. <laughs> okay. 10 grand, right? And you go in there and you go, you know, it's got this, this, and this. Would you take seven? They're probably not even going to take it. They're going to probably hold firm right at the, what they're asking. If anything, they're probably going to come. Dealers usually come down a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. If that. Okay. A private sale is a little bit different scenario. Okay, they're gonna they're like again. I just did this last night, so I had this guy come down almost two grand <laughs> for this thing. So uh, again, and everybody's kind of basing the stuff off of like NADA and that sort of thing. And even I mean, heck, nowadays there's there's like we're talking like right now there's dealers that are selling rigs um, that are over book value, um, but guess what? They're not concerned about it because they're gonna have. 30 other people come looking at this rig because everybody's yeah. looking in that price range mm-hmm. uh, for something. So it's just don't, don't, don't bank on the fact that this dealer is going to come down on this price because you've shaked, you, you know, you shaked it down. You, here's the thing that salesman isn't going to trust a word that you're saying. He's thinking the same thing. You're probably thinking with him. He's not going to listen to you because you're just trying to talk him down. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, you're, trying to tell him everything that you know about trucks to talk him down to make him realize it's not worth it. It doesn't work that way, especially with dealers. These salesmen don't typically know a lot about these vehicles. And we're, we're going to touch on that. This is, we're going to talk about dealer sales. Okay. We're still on private. Oh, we're still on. Okay. Damn well, it, Tyler. Sorry. I'm sorry. God, you, said, man. you said the price. Okay. Okay. Mm, but private sale, you have usually a little bit more room. And what I found too is private sale. You're usually going to find something a little bit nicer because here's mm-hmm. probably what I can imagine that happens is let's say this person is, is trying to sell this rigging to, to get into something else. Here's what they probably did. They went to the dealer and said, Hey, how much would you give me on my trade? And they were going to give them nothing on the trade or something very minimal. Mm-hmm. And they said, you know what? I'm just going to sell it myself. Cause I'll be able to get that retail value for this vehicle. So just keep that in mind, a private sale versus dealer sale, private sale. You're going to have more negotiating room. Usually. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless it's like super clean, super clean, and it's actually worth the money that they're asking. They're probably, you know, at that point, they're not, probably not going to come down, but most of the time you're going to have way more negotiating room with a private sale than you were in a dealer any time of the day. And I'm sorry if this is like, like old news for people. Guess what? There's still people out there that don't know this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so other side on that for private sale. You, if you're not paying cash for this, you should already have your loan stuff figured out. Absolutely. Like don't, Absolutely. don't ever show up to a, a, a private sale deal without your loan stuff figured out. And I don't mean showing up there with a wad of cash. Yeah. You know, well, which they're not going to give you because yeah, like they you want should, the, the bank wants a title for exactly. it. Exactly. But you should at least be showing up to the deal <clears throat> with, you know, if your loan, you know, your max loan is 15 grand, you're looking at a $20,000 vehicle. Like, come on. Yeah, like th- don't, don't waste your everybody's bank, time. Yeah, your your bank's gonna say sorry, sorry, yeah. not gonna do it. And the other side of that too is if you already have your loan figured out and whatnot, and and, and, and like the the bank is waiting for you to like come back with an exact number and the title and whatnot, that's fine. Just make sure that you have enough cash to show you're serious. Yeah, and I don't mean like a down payment and you come back two weeks later and buy it. Because I honestly don't trust anybody that much. Yeah, <laughs> but something to tell the guy, like, "Hey, man, you know, I've I've got basically a loan ready to rock at a bank. I've got five grand in my pocket. 
you know, I'm, I'm, you can hold the five grand until we're done. I just want you to know that we're serious. And if you're willing to, you know, we can drive to the bank together and we'll get this done. Yeah. Or something like that. Like, don't ever be like, don't walk into the bank with the seller with you and be like, I'd like to apply for a loan, please. Yeah. Well, if I was the, the seller, I'd be like, <laughs> bye. Yeah. And, and here's the thing that, yes, the bank wants to give you a loan because they want to make money off the interest. Um, but they're also not going to screw themselves. Yeah. Okay. They're not going to give you $20,000 for a vehicle that's worth 15. It's, it's not going to happen. Uh, so, so they're looking out. They're also kind of looking out for your best interest. Um, but do your research, get the book value up. Cause here's the thing. Like a, a bank is only going to give you what like NADA or KBB, mm-hmm. like the a certain top market value. For, there's a certain percentage above that, that they'll give you and year of vehicle and year and, and mileage. mileage and mileage. So just, just keep that in mind. I mean, Last time I got a vehicle vehicle loan on a used vehicle, I, I I didn't even tell them what I was looking for. I told them what I wanted to pay. Mm-hmm. And they said, here's what, here's the amount that you can get a loan on for what you want to pay. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, that put me, that then gave me a search criteria for what I can afford. Mm-hmm. And once you find something, then... Start doing your research, start doing the value of it, look at the different aspects of it, figure all that out. Because um, at that point, you're kind of, you know, would be in the pre approved sort of category right. if they give you, like, okay, yeah, you're pre approved for this much. Uh, but if you're looking, again, if you're looking at something that's not worth that much, but they're asking top dollar because it's super clean or something like that, the bank isn't going to care. No. They're looking at the value of the vehicle, they're looking at if you don't pay your bills, what can they sell it for? Yeah, the bank doesn't care about compounds. It doesn't care at all. Yeah, they doesn't care give a, a new shit about any of that. Doesn't care if it has twenty thousand dollars wheels on it. Doesn't care. They don't. Care. They, don't they don't give any freaking shit about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Find our dealers. Next thing: dealerships. Okay. Um, I will say, and you were you were touching on this earlier. Um, dealerships, especially in the diesel market, they tend, I say, like ninety eight percent of people selling diesel trucks at dealerships tend to not be as in tune with diesel stuff as you probably are. Yeah. And I mean you, I mean like the listener. Like the fact that you are listening to this yeah. means that you are at least some sort of enthusiast, <clears throat> which means you are spending time learning about this outside of maybe work hours or just like it, it's enough for you to want to gain knowledge on it because you're passionate about it. These sales guys, and again, not all of them, I know there are some sales guys that are probably you know diesel enthusiasts, but they may not be as aftermarket diesel enthusiasts or – or anything like that, because they may not be selling just diesel trucks. They may right. be selling a whole bunch of cars I've learned about too, and you only have so oh, much yeah. bandwidth. I fully understand that. So just kind of understand that you, you being a diesel fan, and I'm speaking to you in the camera, or listen to this, you as a diesel guy, diesel gal, diesel fan, you know, red blood American, you are probably going into that with more knowledge on that truck than they are. Yeah, they may know the specs, they know they may know all this other kind of stuff about the truck, but as far as like realistic, you know, real stuff you probably know more about it because you're enthusiastic about it they may not be yeah and my advice to you is to keep that in your back pocket yeah you don't especially if you're going in like if i go into a dealership i'm not disclosing the fact that i know and i'm not trying to toot my own horn i'm not trying to disclose the fact that i know a lot yeah like i i and it and when i do i plan that's a card that i'm going to play yeah and i may never play that card i don't know but it's not something going to there. Yeah, I'm Ben. I work for Diesel Pop Rocks. I know everything about diesels. Show me that truck. Yeah. Like, and no. they're they're not going to be like, oh, oh my, oh my God, he's here, he's here, yeah. everybody, be or, your best behavior. <laughs> or what they're going to do is they're going to say, oh, okay, and they're going to go find the one guy on site that is, and he may be even smarter than you. Yeah. And there goes your card. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so just just know that you are probably more in tune. But that's you know, and that doesn't mean you need to be disrespectful. Like you don't need to be. No, it's just like a game of poker. You keep yeah. your hard, you keep your, you keep your cards private until the time where it is to display them all, and you've already won. Yeah. <laughs> or, or you think you've won. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next thing at dealerships, don't get bullied. Don't get bullied into pricing. Don't get bullied. Like, don't you, be afraid to walk away. Yeah. That that is the number nine is walk away. Yeah. Like you do not like you, you need to know that you can walk away. Yeah. And you you shouldn't be at that dealership looking at that truck if that doesn't already meet your your search criteria and your budget. 
And you, if you're listening to this, you know that me and Tyler are big on budgeting stuff. Yeah. You need to know what you can afford and what you can't and just what you can make work. And, and again, this goes back to what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> this happens every time. Every time you buy a truck and you go look at it, you go look online like, oh, I wonder if there's anything else. And you look, there's mm-hmm. always going to be another deal. So again, don't be afraid to like say, you know what? This isn't going to work out. If you're not willing to work with me, I guess it's not going to happen. Bye. Yeah, and it's not a F you, I'm out. It's like a, hey, I, I don't think, you know, honestly, I, I don't well, yeah, think... We're, we're, not, we're not jiving. We're I don't not think we're going to be able to make page. a deal today. You know, I'm, I'm not ready to spend that much money or something like that. You know, that's that's not the deal I kind of want to make right now. I appreciate your time. You know, I, do you have a card so I can call you if, if, if anything changes? Yeah. You know, it's you can you can leave respectably from a deal. You don't have to wait till they bring out the long sheet to walk. Right. Like, you can walk at any time. Yeah. And... And even then, you know, you've now given that sales guy something to chew on. He may get a truck in two weeks that is the, you know, the tradesman you were looking for as opposed to, the, was it Laramie? The one above that or whatever? Well, like, well there's like Bighorn or would be above yeah, that. Yeah, like, like he was trying to get you in his Bighorn that was stretching your budget. He's like, man, I have a hard time selling these tradesmen. He's like, you got a tradesman? I got a guy for that. And he calls you. Yeah. Done deal. Like, yeah. it's it, it. don't be afraid to do that. Yeah. Um. Next thing, if... If you are going to a dealership and you are paying cash for a vehicle or you may be orchestrating your own loan, it's hard to do. And there are plenty of videos on YouTube about this. And I've talked about it before. Do not disclose if you're going that way. Until the very end. Until the very end. And I'm talking, that's when when the long piece of paper comes out. And they're going to ask you multiple times, how do you plan on paying for this? What are you doing with this? Do you need to get a loan or whatever? Just let them know. I like to discuss, you know, the, the terms of, you know, let, let's work on the oh, bottom line. Let's work line. on the price first. Let's work, let's on, work the on the price first. And we'll I want to get a, I want to get a price in writing ready to rock before we worry about uh, how I'm going to pay yeah, for it. And let's back up a little bit to private sale too. Cash does talk on private sales. Okay? Oh, hell yeah, it does. If you say, listen, I got $100 bills right now. Right now in my pocket, I got hundies sitting just waiting to be in your hand. Mm-hmm. Cash talks with private sale. Yeah, cash really doesn't talk with dealers. They, no, they don't, don't care. care. They don't. They don't. Care. They don't want you to pay cash. They, yeah, they honestly want you to they finance make money it on because interest. they make money on the interest. So, yeah. so that that's why you don't say, "I'd like that car." And guess what, boys? I'm paying cash. Yeah, they'll be like, "Cool." Well, the price just got extremely non-negotiable. Yeah. And by the way, you need this uh, certain diamond etched um, VIN <laughs> number in the glass. Yeah. You need this low jack in the tire tread. And you need these special floor yeah. mats that come with Bluetooth. Yeah. And it's just like, they're going to find all this stuff. And if you're like, no, I don't want that. They'll be like, I can't make this deal happen. Yeah, I guess we're, yeah, we're not going to They truly happen, yeah. do make money on interest. So you need to, th- there was a video I watched on YouTube and it was like one or two years old. He did, a, it was like 25 minutes long. He did such a good job of explaining it. I highly recommend searching it. I cannot think about the top of my head and I probably won't be able to find it put in, in the comments either. In the, uh, yeah. Either, but there is, you know, I, I'm pretty sure if you just Google like, how to buy a car cash at a dealership. There's going to be probably a whole bunch of ads that come up because now you just ping, car buying a dealership. Blah, blah, blah. But there is a video out there. He explains it very well. I learned a lot from that video. Yeah. A ton. Um, let's see. Next thing. Number nine, walk. Don't be afraid to walk away. There's always going to be another deal. And that's private sale, dealership sale, anything. Um, and again, it's always like being polite. You need, yeah. you don't have to say like "f you, man, I'm out." You know, just yeah. You, if you if it doesn't meet your criteria, walk, man. Yeah, just be you just especially the private sale. Just say you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna I gotta think about it overnight. If it sells, it sells. If not, I'll, I'll let you know. But I just need to think about it overnight. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. That's completely. Yeah. I mean, I I can't tell you how many things I've sold where someone has told me that and then they call me back and buy it. Yeah, it just just yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, cool. And, and that's like, let's say you go look at this vehicle and there is a whole bunch of stuff wrong with it and they are asking the price of a vehicle that does not have a whole bunch of stuff wrong with it. They know that. They they know that. And, you know, if you can come up with a reasonable price that you can, you know, just don't sell yourself short. Yeah. Don't, you know, the, I mean, again, they're trying to sell it to make money or yeah. at least get out from under it or something like that. So th- they want to get out of this thing green. No one wants to lose money on a car. Right. So just, you know. And as far as like negotiating goes, you know, there's there's like always those tactics, like never actually give them your best offer from from the beginning, or something like that. But like you need to, whatever method you're gonna go with, you gotta hold fast on it. And yeah, I always use the, what am I willing to pay, mm-hmm. max, first offer, drop it down a thousand. Mm-hmm. 
because hopefully they'll come back half you know meet in the middle kind of a thing yeah, yeah. and then you'll get kind of a the deal you're looking for under what you were wanting to pay mm-hmm. i mean obviously i think everybody knows that at this point but it's just figure out what you're willing to pay like top dollar like i'm th- th- this is as much as i'm willing to pay for this and then go under that and then try to get there yeah don't you, you know don't 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 give them the offer of okay let's again i'm gonna use ten thousand as a mm-hmm. <laughs> let's say you want to you want to get them down to five thousand it's a ten thousand dollar truck uh or you're no, i'm sorry you let's say you want it's a ten thousand dollar truck and you want to pay max eight start at five because they might yeah. come back and say five five or six and then you're like, okay, I was willing to pay eight, and he said six. I just saved two thousand bucks. Yeah, I can get wheels and tires, or whatever. And keep and again, if you do that, they may say you're out of your mind. It's like, you okay, understand? Okay, I understand, man. This okay. is just you know, I you and then you say I, you know, it is what it is. If you don't sell well, it, let I'm, me know. I'm talking like in your response to five. They oh. may say, oh, I'm nowhere even near that. Say, so, well, where are you comfortable at? Where are you comfortable at? And whatever he comes back with, just understand that that may very well actually be his bottom dollar. Yeah. Like, because now, now the ball's in his court. Yeah. He may say, 9-5. And you're like, is there any way we can get down to 8? Yeah. And now he's going to go, how about 9? Yeah. Let's, you know, meet in the middle at 9. And honestly, at the end of the day, like – if you were looking at a $10,000 vehicle, you should have had $10,000 to spend in the first place. Right. If your max in your mind that you want to spend is eight. And you're looking at a $10,000 rig, don't give your hopes up when they say no. <laughs> yeah, when they say no. So it's it's all about being realistic and you need to be respectful. Obviously. And again, don't like just get in the heat of the moment and go, okay, I'll do that. Well, now you just kind of screwed yourself because mm-hmm. you just spent $1,500 more than what you wanted to spend. Yeah. And... Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, so number 10. 10. And I think this is a very, a very, a, a big one. And especially for maybe you first time owners or your, your second truck or work truck. And this goes along with budget too, but you need to be realistic. Yeah. Okay, guys. And the, the best scenario I can put with that is, and we all know I'm a 7.3 guy. If you're trying to tow your big ass race trailer cross country, don't buy a seven three, yeah. Okay, guys. Like, and I'm a seven three guy. Like, don't go in there trying to like. Oh, I love seven threes. I want to have a seven three. I love the way they look. But then expect to get the same truck that your buddy has with a twenty twenty F one F three fifty or something like that. Know what you're getting into. Know what you're willing to sacrifice. You know, for what you want. You, do you want the newer truck, lower trim level, older truck, higher trim level, mileage, price. And with that as well, buy the truck that's going to do what you need it to do. Yeah. If you are towing heavy as hell all the way across the country and it has to be reliable and you do not want to work on it and you don't want to have to be nickel and dined by an older truck with a higher mileage you know, engine in it, you're going to be spending a little bit more money. But instead of buying that 7.3, go get yourself you know, a 2015 Power Stroke. You know, you're going to pay double for it. It's obviously going to do what you need to do a hell of a lot better yeah. than the seven three will, and I'm a seven three guy. Don't 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 think I'm hating on him, okay, guys. Yeah. Um, the other side with that too is price wise. Make sure that you know what you're willing to sacrifice, not only just budget wise, but lifestyle. Yeah. If you decide that you have to have this big badass truck and you are spending you know three quarters of your paycheck on there, what are you sacrificing lifestyle wise for it? Yeah. You know, if you're the kind of guy that has to eat out lunch every day at work. You've now just basically bought a truck that allows you to not eat out now lunch every time. Top ramen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what do you, how much do those seat warmers, how much is that worth in your life? Yeah. It may only be, you know, $5 a month extra on your loan or something like that. Okay. That's not that big of a deal. But what's the difference between getting the, you know, the 2020 that costs like way more than you needed to as a pair compared to like the, the 2015 that has maybe like 80,000 miles on it? Yeah. You know, yeah, you really want that 2020 Platinum. You want that new, new. You want that 10 speed. You want to be that, you know, big boy on campus, right? <laughs> but you're not going to have money to freaking tow your trailer. Yeah. So you know? it'll look good in your driveway. Yeah. That's about it. <laughs> Why not get the one that, you know, it, and honestly, a, a 15 power stroke with a 6R in it, it's going to do a lot of work. Well, yeah. Making okay, guys? Sh- yeah. Making sure that you can maintain your lifestyle that you want to maintain is key. That's, that's, that's all part of it. Because if you can't maintain your lifestyle, you're not going to have fun. Then, 
after a year, maybe two, you're going to be like, you know what? I really need to sell this thing. Mm-hmm. And you might be upside down. And then now you have to sell it for less than you owe. And now it's now you're selling screwed. a vehicle upside down is the worst feeling. It's ever. the worst. It is the absolute worst. So that pretty much wraps that up. Yeah. Those are, I would say it's the top 10 things when buying a used diesel. And this just popped into my head. We should probably do an episode of top 10 things to do when selling a diesel vehicle. We should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out the next episode. Woo! Well, not at this one. I, I think I gotta write it up. I gotta write my one page. Yeah. But uh, guys, if guys and gals, if you've come across anything, leave them in the comments section. If there's, yeah. if if what's your top ten? You know, did I leave something out? Yeah. yeah did it, we it, miss something? It, yeah. Are one of these not as important as something that you know that we don't? Like, let, let us, us know. know. Absolutely. And that because people read the comment sections, they want to see that kind of stuff. I'm, and I'm more than happy to hear about it. You know, we, we don't claim to be the know all of everything no. there, so we can always learn more from other people. Absolutely. That all being said, guys, I hope you enjoyed the weird story about my son peeing in the corner of our kitchen <laughs> in the beginning. And I hope you found this episode good. I hope you yeah. found it like good information. Or at on least there. it reinforced what you already knew about getting a used truck. So, yeah. And if you've got a friend looking for a used truck and you're that guy with a scanner, you know what? Be a good friend, make some yeah. time for him, and go with him to the deal. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> D-B-A-D. Don't be a dick. D-B-A-D. 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 That's a shirt. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.